Arizona Science is supported by Research Corporation for Science Advancement. For AZPM, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona Space Institute, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Kathleen Walker, who is an Extension faculty member in the Department of Entomology at the University of Arizona and is leading the Great Arizona Tick Check. Welcome, Kathleen. Hi, it's nice to be here. You've been asking people around the state to send you ticks that they find. Are people sending you ticks? They are. Um, we just officially opened the tick check last month, and it's been a really impressive and slightly disturbing response that the ticks are already so active. But yeah, I've gotten over 20 uh, samples um, submitted from around the state, and also some people from out of state are sending samples. Um, it's the great Arizona tick check. Just want to remind people that it's for... For Arizona only. Arizona has everything from high elevation sky islands to the deserts with sand dunes. Where are ticks mostly found? Well, that's part of what we're trying to figure out right now. Um, the main thing that we know is that the brown dog tick is found probably throughout the state, usually where there are dogs. What we're finding, though, is that there are other ticks in different parts of the state, and we usually don't know that they're there until somebody gets some weird fever. And we would like to figure out where the ticks are before people get weird fevers. That's the goal of the Great Arizona Tick Check. And why are you doing this project? Unlike the East Coast, where there's been this big explosion of Lyme disease uh, and a lot of research trying to understand uh, what's happening with the ticks. Arizona has a, has been kind of a quiet place um, in terms of tick-borne diseases until the beginning of the 21st century when there was an outbreak of Rocky Mountain spotted fever, which is usually vectored by a different group of ticks, the dermacenter ticks, um, but it was being vectored by the brown dog tick. And this is something that in the United States we didn't know happened. It turns out that Rocky Mountain spotted fever, the rickettsia bacteria, was able to move into this, this new tick, and, um, and it caused an outbreak on several tribal communities, and there were deaths, particularly deaths of children, because the doctors, the pediatricians didn't recognize it. They're like, we don't have Rocky Mountain spotted fever here. And that is the worst way to discover a change in vector-borne disease dynamics in your state is, you know, people are ill and they fail to get life-saving treatment because that disease isn't here. Are you asking people to go out and look for ticks or are you just no, wanting people to send no, in no, ticks? No, no, no. I don't want people to do anything out of the ordinary that could possibly expose them to ticks on purpose. Um, my lab, we're going out and doing that. But no, it's just that people come in contact with ticks. They find them on their dogs. They find them on their kids. And this is a four-year project. So my hope is that if lots of people in the state are aware of this, if they have the misfortune to encounter a tick, there will be a little silver lining because they'll know that they can contribute not just to their own well-being, but also make a contribution to everyone in the state by adding it to our collection. We've been talking about the diseases that ticks carry, but are they really just getting a bad rap? Um, I think it's really hard to have warm thoughts towards a blood-sucking parasite, um, but they are actually very amazing creatures. They are incredibly resilient. The hard ticks only feed three times in their entire life. 
and then they go for months, sometimes even a year in between feeding. They um, drink the air. They can drink water, some of them, but most of their hydration comes from pulling water vapor out of the air. So they're amazing survivors. You may not like them, but you have to be impressed. I mean, they are some of the toughest creatures I've ever, ever seen. And I could make the argument that although we don't like parasites, don't you prefer them to predators? I'd much rather give a tiny bit of blood to this little creature than, you know, be eaten alive by a giant one. So um, it's the economy form of predation. Well, good luck with it. And thanks for coming in and talking with us. Well, thank you. And remember me if you find a tick. <laughs> Our guest today has been Kathleen Walker, an entomologist who is leading the great Arizona tick tech. This is Tim Swindle, and you have been listening to Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona science segments by going to the AZPM website at azpm.org. Thank you to Research Corporation for Science Advancement for their support of Arizona Science.